millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the You Haven't Heard This Productions and Publications Network. For more great shows and blogs and vlogs, please visit www.yhhtmpc.com. Welcome to YHHTMPC. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh yeah, you haven't heard This Music Podcast, a show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four... Hello everybody, welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is episode 18, welcome back, it's been a few weeks, we've had some trouble, we're not going to mention the missing episode, you haven't had a glitch in your in your little timeline of uh, your podcast and that, it just didn't happen, it happened a couple of times for us and then didn't happen at all, so forget about that. Uh, don't worry about me waffling. <laughs> so I'll edit it. Yes, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> If you're wondering what all this is about, we are a podcast about lesser-known artists and lesser-known bands, and music we think you should really check out, under-the-radar artists that are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. And and that's it. If you're on Side A, Side A is our... So, so this is a magazine-style show. We've got many sections. We'll go through it, as we as, as always. We start with the icebreaker. We'll go into the head-to-head. We'll play some songs right the way through. Stick with us. It'll even be some absolute disaster of an intense hardcore this week, I think. Um, but we'll get to that later. And if you've been following the podcast, you know what we do. You know that we make our own songs when we come to the genre challenge. And this week, it's... It's awful. I think we actually may invoke some sort of spirit from the netherworld. I, I think we're, I'm, I'm worried about it, to be honest. But anyway... Or, or we'll lose listeners. Yes. Uh, the um, the dulcet tones you hear there are, uh, are are the other host of the show, Richie. Say hello, Richie. Hello, Wayne. How are you? Have you had a good week? It's been all right, mate. Yeah, it's not so bad, you know. Yeah. Good, good. Same old, same old. Uh, our other host, uh, Mike Five, unfortunately, has cried off because he's not very well. So get well soon, Mike, and he'll be back for the next podcast, no doubt. And we always have a guest on the show, and this week is no exception we have uh, a guest in the form of chris taverner say hello chris how are you hello yeah i'm really well thank you thanks for having me on brilliant yeah, yeah good good um for those you don't know quick brief introduction couple of sentences about what you do chris yeah uh, so i'm a singer songwriter originally from cheshire i write sort of uh, folk and rock songs that have a sort of a 
a satirical slant on them. They're very tongue in cheek, not often from my own perspective, but uh, yeah, a bit of a comedy angle on my music too. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been kind of releasing singles in, in that vein and a couple of EPs and uh, a live album too for the past few years. Excellent, excellent. And we'll get to know Chris a bit later on when we come to the artist spotlight. As I said, it's a, it's a podcast of many sections, and that's pretty much it. If uh, you would be so kind, everything we do lands on the on the page yhhtmpc.com, and everything that is podcast-related goes through that, as well as the other podcasts that uh, we support. I say we. It's Rich. Rich does all of this shit, everything. Whatever you see on that, part, on that website is all down to him. So if you are a podcast who, who gets promoted by Rich, it's Rich who does it. Just just FYI, it's always Rich. I don't think we shout out enough that Rich does all of that shit. No, nobody else does. Uh, but yeah, you can go over there and have a look at that. You can sign up to our Patreon. You'll get pushed to the front of the queue. You'll be listened to quicker than everybody else. And you'll be played on the B-side as well. As well as all the silliness that we do. The, if, if me and Rich both write a song for the genre, we only play one on the podcast. And another one will be on Patreon. So if you... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. If you want to hear more, you can go to Patreon. <laughs> no, they don't. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, that's pretty much it. So go over to there and have a look at all that uh, randomness and enjoy all the other podcasts that uh, they're promoting through the Mind Gap podcast. And there's Mark Schuster who does um, band interviews and there's about six million other people because every time I go over there, something new's happened. Um, so yeah, well done to you, Rich, by the way. I never say it enough. So well done for, for pushing this along this year. Have I missed anything? No, not really. I, I, I'm just going to ask, does Chris have his own podcast? Because he's set up the, the sound, uh, coming from over where he is, he sounds more professional than we do. <laughs> uh, that's purely by accident, I have to say. I, I can't hear what I'm sounding like, but um, I'm surprised <laughs> it's as good as you guys sound. That's uh, good to know. Good Mine to know will sound okay post-edit, but I don't think I'll need to do anything to your sound. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> no, I can't take any credit for that. Pure fluke. But I did want to ask as well, um, you just mentioned Richie's responsible for a lot of it. Is Richie also in the thumbnail? Because <laughs> I've been wondering who that yes, is. Yes, Richie is the thumbnail. Yes, the whole if you, week. If you, you know what? You know what, Chris? Five years we've been doing this podcast, nobody's ever asked who the thumbnail is, but Richie is really? the thumbnail. Yeah, Richie yeah, is that's the thumbnail. First time. I, was, I just keep imagining that, that that's you, Richie, and I can't. I have to. I had to confirm it. That's yeah, just it is. Check. It is. Yeah. That was that was back before we even recorded an episode. That was you came up with that logo, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> talking about flukes, I forgot to mention our uh, podcast AI for the week. Who is? Is it Brian this week? Did you just say it's tonight? not Brian now because he freaked the shit out of us, so we didn't bring him. Oh, Brian. In fact, in fact, the listeners won't have got to hear Brian. Um, I should have brought him back really because he. Uh, this will be released around about Halloween time, and he was really fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> he was brilliant. He it sounded how I imagine Michael Myers would sound if he spoke. Imagine um, Ralph Innocent uh, from The Office and amongst other things. Very northern accent, but he's got a very, very horrible cold and he's being really dark about fucking everything. He sounds like an angry farmer pirate from Scotland with throat cancer. He didn't have... To, he wasn't Scottish. He was uh, more... I don't uh, know where the fuck he was from. Anyway, <laughs> he's not here this week, so we're going on about him, but he's not here, so... We'll, we'll have we'll to bring to him back now because we've bigged him up. We'll have to bring him... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe bit, next time. Yeah, oh. uh, we'll be back with Austin. Oh, it's Austin. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Simply fucking buzzing with anticipation at the thought of reading shout for you. Quick, let's get on with this fucking shit show before I burst with excitement. 
<laughs> oh, well, it's good to have you with us. I don't know if that's true. Thanks for being here, Austin. Um, so we'll move uh, straight on to the first uh, section of the show, which is the icebreaker. Icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the icebreaker, um, I'll be doing this obviously, uh, is uh, we've got three games. Each game has three rounds. The first game that we'll be playing, it's more fun when we've got more people, but it'll be weighing against, um, it'll be weighing against Chris. And the first game will be, you've got to guess who the artist is from the interview. And the first voice you hear in each interview will be the artist in question. Okay, so... Um, any questions before I carry on? Nope. Right. Seems right. simple right. enough. Just shout your name out if you've got the answer, and uh, we'll go from okay. there. So this is our first artist interview. And you work on it, and then you think, ah, oh, it'd be curious. And you already got your relationship with the song. And you think, oh, but it'd be curious if that person would take it that away. And that means in, in, in this... Uh... Go on. Is it, is it Björk? It is Björk. Oh, he's quick. Nice. That, that was quite good. I didn't think you'd get that one. Okay. Um, he's our second artist. I like, I like, honestly, one of the most special days of my, my life. I was doing the, oh, the, everything a tribute. Go on. It's Ed Sheeran, isn't it? It is Ed Sheeran. Ooh. Wow. This one's going to be close, I think. <laughs> right. This is our third and final artist of this, ra- this round, this game. Over the uh, years, you know, I had such a lot Chris. of songs. It's George Harrison, isn't it? Fuck me. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly thought I threw that one in. I thought that one's gonna throw a bit of a spanner in, and somebody might say John Lennon, maybe Paul McCartney. But I didn't. I thought uh, George Harrison w- would be the last one I'd get. You're obviously uh, a big I, Beatles fan. I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, probably the first band that I kind of really fell in love with their music, and uh, yeah, so I've listened to their interviews an awful lot. Unfair advantage, I'd say, on that question. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Beatles, but probably not that much. <laughs> the next, so the next game we're going to play is Guess the Song with Austin. Austin is going to read out the lyrics to a song, and you have to chime in and tell me what the song is from the lyrics that he's reading out. <laughs> this is the first song, so Austin, uh, can you read out the, f- the lyrics, please? The future teaches you to be alone, the present to be afraid and cold. So if I can shoot rabbits, then I can shoot fascists. Bullets for your brain today. Go on. Um, are you going with Manic Street Preachers if you tolerate this? That is, yeah. Ah, Very nice. well done. Okay. Um, so this is our second song. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car. So come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want beer bust like I had last Wait, week. It's Mambo number five, isn't it? It is Mambo number five. Wow. <laughs> Wayne's wow. on form this nice. week. Wow, he's on fire. <laughs> Right, last song of this game. Disco dancing with the lights down low. Beats are pumping on the stereo. Neighbors banging on the bathroom wall. You're saying crank the bass. I gotta get some more. Water's running in the wrong direction. Got a feeling it's a mixed up song. Skills are loud. Send it underground. Fucking hell, Wayne. Oh, wow. I I (laughs) sort of recognised that and I couldn't place it i was really it makes it so difficult when the words are being read uh, read out rather than sang doesn't it it is it's so much more difficult 
Okay, what we got next? Our next game... Oh, God, I've got four games. Did I say three? It turns out I've got four. Um, so our next game is songs in reverse. So it's going to be the first minute of a song and uh, played in reverse. So this is our first song. Is it uh, Help by the Beatles? It is Help by the Beatles. Okay, so our next song... Oh, is it Wannabe by the Spice Girls? Yep, it is Wannabe by the <laughs> wow, Spice Girls. That was bad. <laughs> okay. Spice Girls fan. You're a Spice Girls fan. <laughs> I like the Spice Girls, but I'm not, not probably not, <laughs> not enough to get it that quick. Okay, so this is our final song of this game. This is going quite quick today. Final song. This one's quite easy, I think. I'm it's Bon Jovi's my life. I need to turn the volume down on these because I'm struggling to I'm struggling to hear you shout. But yeah, it is Bon Jovi. Yes. What's the score so far, Wayne? Uh, the score is before we go into the final game. It's three to Chris and six to me. Oh no. We've got three I've left. Got ace you've, this got, round. <laughs> you've got to absolutely ace it. Um, and the final game is guess the theme tune. Now, I've changed it up a bit this time because usually. What are you laughing at, Wayne? Well, this is the round I always. So, <laughs> cast your mind back, people, to. You thought two. it was going to be a picture round, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Well. It's a podcast, on episode, Wayne. On episode 16, I had a fucking mare and. Um, lost to Mike and everybody thinks I was angry at Mike I wasn't I was angry at myself because I could have won that hands down I was just too fucking quick and this is the round that fucked me up and then we've had two episode 17s where I've won both both of the icebreakers that never made it to fruition <laughs> right yeah go for it Let's right, so, so um this get usually it's the three TV themes, but I've changed it up this time. Um, there might be bonus uh, points in there as well. So we've got a film theme, we've got a TV theme, and a uh, theme from a game. This is our first theme, in a way. See what, see if you can get it. Wayne, it's Terminator yep. Two. Fucking hell, Wayne. What was it? There's only a f- Terminator 2. There's only a few what? drums. How did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I do run a movie podcast as well, occasionally. <laughs> oh, yeah, you oh, do, yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, so this is our second theme. Nobody getting this. No, this is the game. I'm sure. Yeah, this right. is yeah. Um, 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 Shall I take a stab in the dark? Why not? Is it? Oh, no, I'm wrong. Is it Shinobi? No, it's Street Fighter Two. There, there's a bonus point in this as well. If you could have got which stage it was, ah. but I could, I could oh. give you a bonus point. I would have needed that bonus point too to get back in this race, but yeah. It was Street Fighter 2 and it was... Any idea of the... No, it was Chun-Li's stage. It was one of the two, wasn't it? 
um, you can't win this now, Chris, unfortunately, but welcome to the show. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll play this last song anyway, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I could have got this by the first bar, but I wanted to see if Chris could get it. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of spy show or something. No, it's uh, the monsters. It is, it's the monsters. Have you, you're probably a lot oh. younger than us, Chris. It's probably what's going on there. <laughs> I've not heard of the monsters. Well, Rob Zombie's <laughs> just released uh, just released a film. He's just he bought the rights and he's just released a film of the monsters. And I love the monsters growing up. I fucking loved it and it looks absolutely fucking shit. What he's Does done it? To, yeah, it looks terrible. I will not watch it. Looks fucking terrible. Okay, I've heard bad and things about it. So yes, very bad things about it. That's all I've heard. Which is a shame. Okay, so that was the icebreaker. That's uh, that's me done. Uh, Wayne, do you want to carry on? Yes, yes, yes. So the icebreaker there, always fun. And I'm back. I feel like we know Chris so well now. Like you know I mean? I've known him for years. <laughs> He's not a spider yeah, exactly. fan, you know. We go way back now. <laughs> Back to the first question on icebreakers. Yeah. <laughs> if he puts a blindfold on, he can put Pickhead Sheeran out of a crowded room. You know what I mean? We know him, we know him intimately now. And definitely a Beatle. <laughs> definitely, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. There's only one, uh, two left. He's, you know, 50 50 chance now. <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, after that um, uh, icebreaker, the inaugural icebreaker, we shall move on to the uh, head to head. Right, on to the head-to-head. Now, this is a section of the show, if you're new to the show, this is where we bring one of the songs that has been sent to us by email or Mike runs a label, one of his artists, or something that's been sent to him that he really likes, or he's on from his other podcast, he brings something from there. Rich does the same, he goes off, he gets millions of emails, same, same as I do, and we just pick one at random. Not at random, sorry, that's, pick one we really like, and we bring to the show, and then we put them head-to-head against each other, and then at the end, we decide which one is our favourite for the week, and then the winner gets the points. Um, I can't remember who won he, um, episode 16, Rich, I've just been looking back through my notes. It's probably me. I think it was, so as the victorious winner, because I do think it was you who won, Yes, I've just found it. Yes, it was you, so you can go first. Lovely. Well, I'm bringing the artist Jake Morley with his song, So I Had a Dream. So I had this dream. I had this dream. I had this dream. I had this dream. Maybe you could help me. What could it mean? I was on this big stage and I'm singing proudly with 10,000 people. Cheering out my name They seem to love me It feels amazing And I play as good a show as ever been played Now afterwards this older guy appears in the room He's not my dad but represents my dad He tells me that he's proud of me Gives me a hug And that was when I woke up crying tears upon Seems to be proud. What could it mean? 
about Jake Morley, please. 17 years ago, singer-songwriter Jake Morley's father, Colin, was killed in the London 7-7 bombings. Reluctant to talk about it publicly for a long time, Jake's third album, Some Things Are Like Other Things, finally addresses some of the mental health issues raised by the trauma. By confronting his helplessness and the concept of change in all its forms, he has ultimately found positive ways to move forward. Album opener So I Had This Dream acknowledges the complexity of loss, of loved ones, of innocence, and of self. Jake wraps his vulnerability in a protective cloak of arousing rockabilly arrangement plus lockdown choir, challenging the issues to reveal themselves. By the final track, no drama, Jake reaches a peace and an acceptance that works well enough for now, which is all that anyone can hope for. So, yeah, um, for, on paper, I should hate this song. Everything about this song screams... You, you shouldn't like it. The the the, vocal, the backing vocals. It's almost like a sixties musical number. Um, but for whatever reason, I really just like it. it it's got a very commercial sound. Also, it's brilliantly produced. Uh, great vocals. There's just 
there's everything to hate about it, but there's nothing to hate about it. The same, it, 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 there's a very juxtaposition thing going on within it that are, that makes no sense to me. I like it, but I shouldn't. So yeah, that that is my my choice. Uh, who are we going to bring, Mike's next or yours, Wayne? Let's go with Mike's in the middle there because he's not here to to uh, talk about it. So uh, yeah, we'll play Mike's song next, which is Grim Seventeen's uh, Inadequate Start. She left some time. I wasn't paying mine. She tried to warn. I tried to fix her bruised form. She kept her past. I saw her through her plate glass. I saw a life. Nothing she could Like painting scars On wet card Paint an inadequate start Groom 17 with inadequate start. I haven't really got much to say about it to be honest because Mike's got all the information on this, but I know that it was due for release early October, so you should be able to get this now. If you know Grim 17, he's part of the podcast somewhere. He's a producer, uh, obviously an artist, a mixer, a master. He does a lot of stuff for Mike's Lights and Lines um, record company. He does a lot of the stuff that, you know, I think he's mixed some of Mike's uh the writing what was it called rich they all write an album and send it in oh you mean the um yeah it's all over over twitter and i can't remember what it was called now (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, but yeah, he does all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's it. Gr- Grim, we've we played Grim quite a few times. Uh, he's been on the show as well. Uh, he's a friend of the podcast. He knows what he's doing with this sort of stuff. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but that was uh, Grim with uh, inadequate uh, Grim 17 with an adequate start. So uh, let's play mine then, Rich. Mine is called by a band called Disco in Sochi, and the song is called Diva. Enjoy.
that. So there you are. Disco in Sochi with the song Diva. So Disco in Sochi was initiated during the UK uh, lockdown 2020 and it is the brainchild of Anglo-French Londoner Alex Allen. Born in Paris, Alex has always been surrounded by music, having uh, musician artist parents. There's a load of other stuff on there about it. So King Kwan, Idols, all this sort of stuff. I think that's who he's influenced by. There's a lot of stuff on there. If you like Disco and Sochi, just have a look on, on Spotify and read all the rest of it because that's where we, that's where I just read that from um, look it's a cool tune uh, and I'm all about the cool tunes it's got this you know very current very contemporary feel to it you know it's 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 this brilliantly well produced song um, that's got lovely fuzzy bassy tones right the way through it's the sort of stuff I'm really you know I'm drawn to there's no big sentiment to it it's just a really cool track it's an indie disco track all the way through you know this is the kind of thing that I was loving when I went to the Green Man Festival it's it's that sort of thing it's, it's got like flavours of Donny Benet who I saw at Green Man Keg the Viagra Boys those sort of people you know that really high energy indie that just drives and drives and drives it's that sort of thing you know it's just it's just well done that's it and that's why I liked it it's that, that raw indie sound uh, so that's that's the three songs played uh, Chris do you want to go first tell us uh, about the three songs and which one is your favourite yeah um, I, I loved all of those um, for different reasons yeah the one you just mentioned there the Disco Sachi I thought the high energy feel reminded me a bit of the hives as well um, yeah, that kind really. of like driving bass sound um, I really love that kind of energy the singer really reminded me of someone's voice I can't think who it was maybe it's Idols like you mentioned there but yeah I love that um, the second one uh, I really I, I like the acoustic kind of feel to it and there was a time at the very when it came in with kind of the more production I kind of was like oh a bit of a disappointed that it didn't stick with that acoustic kind of guitar feel but then by the end I thought it built it up really well it was a really cool song and then the first one you mentioned old 60s musical Richie I definitely got that feel from that track but then yeah I, I kind of really liked the kind of American Americana feel to it and particularly loved the uh the kind of, you didn't know where it was going with the lyrics a lot of the time, I thought, like mentioning Olivia Coleman and, and someone that disappeared into little pieces or something like that. Uh, it was, uh, it, I really liked how the lyrics was quite off the wall in, at points. So yeah, I, I don't know, really, really hard to choose, actually. Uh, it would be between you two guys' tunes for me. I mean, I'm not just saying that because you're, you're the two that are here. here. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but genuinely, Mike would bring you over his if Mike was here. That's why you get the point. He's more charismatic than we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be swayed by that. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think uh, if I've got to choose one, uh, it's probably um, mainly from the. Ly- I'm, I'm such a lyrics guy. I'm such a sucker for lyrics that I think I'll probably have to give it to Richie's one. Lovely. Um, to be honest, to be honest, listening to some of your works this isn't uh, a stone so away from the kind of thing that you would do I don't think yeah I would probably agree yeah it is quite yeah. um, quite a quirky feel to it which I enjoyed um, I'll go next one uh, I will sh- I'm struggling between yours and Mike's because they're the only three songs and I can't <laughs> choose mine um, <laughs> I, wa- I want I want to say yours but there's something about there's something about Grim 17 the way he makes I don't know, it's, it's so unusual, but so good at the same time. Usually un, unusual music isn't very listenable, 
but he's so good at it. His production's brilliant. He even put a bum note in there that, you know, I, I don't know if it happened by accident. He thought, you know, I'll just leave that in because it works anyway or, or whatever. But he's the kind of person he could turn up with a guitar out of tune and decide, I'm not going to bother tuning it because I'll make it work. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't... There's just, and the way it changes up. I'm, I'm just going to get to Grim 17 and stop chatting shit. <laughs> right, so that's one for you and one for Mike 5. So, yeah, on to me. We, we spoke, this is the third time we played Grim. The first time you lot have heard it, but the third time we played it. And I've wrote down the pretty much almost identical notes again this time as I did the first time. But uh, the things I noticed this time, it's got like an island feel to it, like a Hawaiian island feel to where it starts. It's sort of going for that, you know, ukulele-esque sort of sound through the guitar. And I like the fact that he's singing about a broken person with that slightly out-of-tune, you know, bum-note guitar. So he's sort of... The, the guitar is reflecting this person's sort of state of mind or this person as they are. And I like that. He said, you know, that nice little bit of symmetry. That siren that comes in the ooing halfway through was just... I don't miss the miss it the first two times because it really, really resonated. I love that bit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really well structured. The build is great. And then when that bass comes in, it really sort of takes it to the next level, as it were, before stripping it all back. Uh, you know, I like that a lot. Your song, Rich, uh, with Jake, Jake Morley. I mean, straight away, it's got this sort of folk ghost, uh, gospel feel to it. As soon as it started, that's what I got. And then, you know, it's got, she's got this great voice. And then some really intricate little drum fills in there that were just sort of, they weren't very prominent and they didn't happen very often, but they were very, and for me to notice, I, I pay very little attention to drums unless they're really in your face. So for me to notice those things, it must be really well done. Um, it's got that brilliant call and response with the vocal. It put me in mind of like an evangelical church, you know, where the preacher's asking a question and the choir comes back with it sort of thing. And, and you know, preaching the good word sort of thing. Like, like Chris said, the wackiness of the lyrics, it, it almost follows the fluidity of a dream. You know, you're talking about Olivia Coleman and, and Tom Morello and all these randomness in there and then waking up and having, you know, that's what it is. I had this dream. And then the bombshell that Austin dropped out that even Austin couldn't fucking sugarcoat at all, that he'd lost his dad in the 7-7 seven, seven bombings. Fuck me. I didn't see that coming from fucking anywhere. So uh, fair play to you, Jake, for moving on from all that and not, you know, not letting hate take over so uh, well done for you for that and you get the point Rich because I'm voting for uh, Jake Morley's song as well so Rich is the winner well thank you very much if you can hear my child uh, screaming in the background he appears to have pissed himself so Uh, we've all all been there (laughs) yeah so thank you very much and uh, that puts me two ahead of Mike on the leaderboard I do believe I think so yeah the current scores are I'm trailing with three Richie has eight and Mike has six yes he's correct lovely lovely excellent so shall we (laughs) move swiftly on to the next uh, yes let's move on to the next session before we go go check out all three of the songs because we love all three of them so go go check out Disco and Sochi with Diva go check out Grim 17 with an adequate start and definitely check out Jake Morley with I Have This Dream you will find them all where you stream your music I dare say if not they're on Spotify and are definitely on Bandcamp and more than likely on SoundCloud so let's move on uh, swiftly to the wild card Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right then, the wild card. This is the section of the show where Rich pulls up our emails on his computer, flicks through every single submission we've got, and Chris is going to shout stop, and we're going to play that song. So it could be absolutely anything. It could be... Wait, what did we have that one week? That outsider music? That strange Christian music? Yes, uh, Christian music by people that couldn't play music. But it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, anyway, we're not going to go into that. Um, right the way through to death metal and dance music, you, you name it. It's could be anything. Though. Anything, absolutely. It could be amazing, it could be dog shit. It could, we'll see. <laughs> so, Chris, I am currently flicking through the emails. When you're ready, you can say stop. Okay. So I'm flicking, I'm flicking, I'm flicking, I'm flicking. Stop. Okay. Um, right, so we have... Uh, the infidels infidels bringing you hot new blues with c red with their song c red released august the 26th now uh, let's get austin to tell us a bit about these people infidels provide the soundtrack to a film in your head a shimmering cinematic score that provokes and soothes in equal measure with elements of classic songwriting in the mold of Burt Bacharach and J.J. Kale married to a yearning rootsy groove that pulls you in and seduces like that old lover you never managed to shake from your bones infidels make gloriously universal music that transcends time and place tracks such as the recent single Bad Apple and the euphoric how about you move the body and lodge themselves firmly in the mind, glittering bright and hard. West Coast craft meets East Coast soul. Let this beautiful noise become your spirit guide through the mess of these modern days and beyond. Um, fucking hell, wow. That's a big write up, isn't it? <laughs> Transcends time and place. 
I'm ready. So, so uh, yeah, well, we have to guess what we think this is going to sound like, what it's going to be. And to be honest, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I couldn't even hazard a guess at what I'm thinking that's going to sound like. Wayne? Yeah, see, they start talking, you know, it's a bit bluesy and it's got, you know, a cinematic thing in your head and instantly I'm sort of trans- transformed to, like, an Orson Welles, an Orson Welles film, like, Touch of Evil. You know, I think, I'm sure to God that uh, Miles Davis did the, the soundtrack to Touch of Evil. I don't think it's going to be as jazzy and as, um, you know, sort of smouldering as that. I think it's going to be a bit more upbeat than that. Uh, J.J. Cale is very... Um, you know, it's bluesy guitar to the max. So lots of like, <laughs> lots of that in there. I think. Um, so hopefully, yeah. I, I'm hoping it's not going to be too long either. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to be like Grim, like something Grim Seventeen would produce with some shouting over it. Oh, okay. You're going the opposite way to me then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll be super easy listening with a name like Infidels. I don't know. <laughs> it might be quite abrasive, maybe, and somehow... Well, I like that we're not all on the same page. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Okay, then. Right, so this is Infidels with Sea Red.
the infidels with C red there. Well, um, I'd yeah. say you were right of all of us. <laughs> I, uh, with the bluesy kind of spacey feel. Yeah, well. I absolutely fucking love that. That was brilliant. Um, that I think you cool. even when you did, you you imitated the guitar thing in your description of what it might be, you pretty much did what they did in the song. <laughs> Oh, they mentioned JJ Kale. Well, that's JJ Kale all over. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that intro is cool as fuck, isn't it? You know, that sort of low building. Uh, dun, 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 dun. That's fucking brilliant. I love that. Um, it's got a reed organ in. And I, I have a, since doing the intense hardcore genre challenge, I really love reed organs for some reason. So when that turns <laughs> up, I'm suddenly, ooh, ooh, a reed organ. Ooh, getting all excited. <laughs> um, I was bopping all the way through that. And I really enjoyed that it got that sort of blues and that jazz but also quite soulful as well uh, sort of really like underpinning the whole thing is you know that sort of boom 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 lovely yeah loved it rich yeah it wasn't a bad uh wild card at all i love the vocals they're, they're a bit off kilter that the the backing and the uh, front vocals were a bit off kilter from each other in places and it just uh, could have sounded like a mistake but it didn't. It, it just it kind of added to the character of the song. It was yeah, it was just really good. It's interesting. I sometimes felt maybe the the vocals didn't sit quite properly in the mix. But again, it didn't take away from it for me. So it was still yeah, I liked it. Really good. Enjoyed it. Chris. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Um, really like that Americana bluesy feel and that guitar riff was really nice. The do 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 do. Yeah, kind of really enjoyed that. Yeah, like you said, a bit JJ Kale, um, even like modern yeah, sort of Black Keys sound as guess as yeah. well. Yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, good tune. Where can these people find the infidels, Rich? On the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no I idea. But no idea. I can't. I've, I've turned off, switched the email off. But if you do want to find them, oh. I will leave links to them in the show notes, so you'll be able to find all their links there. They'll be on Facebook, they'll be on Spotify, they'll be everywhere, they always are. I think I found the wrong infidels. I think <laughs> I, I did a search for them too. <laughs> uh, the the, the uh, infidels are something completely different, they're like an electronic rock group. So yeah, I yeah. don't think it's them guys. Well yeah, you can find these, just put the infidels in and into SoundCloud because they'll probably be there. If not, try Bandcamp. And Rich will put a description anyway in the in the show notes, so just scroll down and have a look, and then just click on those ways, and you'll find them on Facebook or something. That's probably the best place to find them: Twitter and Facebook and Insta and all that. But yeah, nice wild card, Rich. That wasn't a bad one. Yeah, excellent wild card. Enjoyed that. Okay, so right. we're going to move on to our next section now. Uh, the next section, which is the ah, oh, the intense hardcore genre musical challenge, man. Right, uh, a long time ago, back on episode 16, which feels like a very long time ago now, um, we were challenged to go and find the music of Organum. Now, Organum is, uh, from Wikipedia, this is, it's plain chant melody with at least one added voice to enhance harmony and uh, develop, and it was developed in the Middle Ages. There's a lot more to it than that, there's a lot more going out there. I guarantee you at some point in your life you've heard this music, unless you're a brand newborn to the planet. Um... Uh, what was your feeling on this, Rich? So I'm, I'm uh, 
trying to find the song that we've done. I've called it because originally I did my own, didn't I? And then yeah. because we've had gaps in between 16 and now, I decided to take yours and go over the top of yours and do... I, I can't remember what I've done, but I've <laughs> called it Gregory in a Trap. Yeah, so wow I mean it's not Gregorian chant it's, it's, it's apparently Gregorian chanting is a is a, a wrong um, name for it uh, it was it was quite groundbreaking when it happened because church music was people singing originally just mm. in a, like a, a, a tone and then they discovered how to create chords by mixing different um, yeah. voices and different tones and stuff and it's basically where chords were first produced but we're using voices in churches and it's what you'd know as Gregorian chanting or church chanting you've all heard it but um mm. yeah well, obvi- obviously different. when 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 we picked the name and it's all Gunnam, I was like okay what well, this is obviously going to be yeah, some it's gonna sort be of porn music or something well, I was um, doing like <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going like pipe music, you know, like church organ music, you know, and then played like two tracks and was like, oh, it's it's like choral, you know, rhythmic chanting sort of choir work. I get it. I get it. So, yeah. So, but basically, this this never stops getting embarrassing. I really this, want to stop this. doing this, but um, I, obviously I couldn't go on Twitter and ask it anybody, is there any <laughs> independent artists out there that do organum music? Because th- there's not going to be. So again, we've done this, not because we're good at creating songs and music, it's because we're just trying to give you an example. I could have just downloaded some of my fucking YouTube. Nobody's going to give me a copyright strike against this shit. But we just decided to make some ourselves anyway. Um, I apologise. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we decided that when we do the covers, it's going to be a cover of Intergalactic by the Beast Boys in Beastie Boys in the uh, in the style of the genre because that's just what we did. I did a Western Swing Intergalactic last time, which was interesting to say the least. <laughs> this time, it's Beastie Boys Intergalactic in the style of Organum. And again, I apologise. Don't take it too serious. Don't email me telling me it's shit. I know it's shit. This this one is shit. The, it's the, awful. The stuff, we, the stuff we've done in the past where I've gone. Actually, I'm quite proud of that. Some of these I've took... Me, me and Neil, uh, the, the, one of the uh, other former hosts of the podcast, we do a little side project, a little side band that we, you know... Well, just you and Neil? I just said Rich comes along occasionally. You managed tw- two epi- two rehearsals this year, I think, um, and we have a little get together. And I've took some of the songs that we've wrote for this to that to that rehearsal just just for a laugh. Just have to have a play. You won't be taking this one. Ah, this one will never see the light of day again. I think I might have put some music underlying in this. I, I can't remember <laughs> what I did. I'm so sorry. Anyway, this is Gregory in a Trap by Richie and Wayne. <laughs> Stop! That's not the one that I did. I mean, that is one that that is one that I did, but it's not the one I did over yours. That's not too bad. <laughs> Play that one. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I like the suspense oh, oh. it was building there. And I wasn't going to use it because it was fucking awful. It was alright, huh? No, Wayne, it wasn't. 
Um, That's what I sent you over, mate. That was a fucking masterpiece. Craig, you're in the chat. If I just called it Chant, I might have just called it Chant. I'll play, I'll play what I think I might have done over yours, and then we'll let Chris decide which one goes, stays on the show and which one goes into the Patreon. I think I've just called it Chant. Oh, no, because, but Wayne plus Richie. That makes more sense. <laughs> Intergalactical section and pretend it never happened I would just like to say if uh, that one makes it to the show for God's sake <laughs> please don't play that on Halloween because you will accidentally invert the apocalypse and destroy us all oh God that, that, they're both so bad I'm actually considering not yours having, a, right, not having a genre section for this one It's <laughs> yours is alright and you beat yourself up there I mean, I, I, I went as far as changing the lyrics into, I think it might have been Latin or, or Italian. I thought, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with something a bit exotic. <laughs> oh, That's know. why they're all off. Oh, they're so oh. bad. So bad. I quite, I quite it's, our worst one. it's our worst one, I think. It's our worst one. Our yeah. worst genre I mean, section by far. I love, I love the fact that you start. It's even worse than me just splashing in a bath well, for the Laquindia like, episode. You preface this this entire section with, oh, well, I don't think we should do this, I don't think we should do this. And the other day, you had a whole conversation on Twitter about putting this out as a charity CD. <laughs> no, I was joking. I was joking. Mike really wants to take these songs and put them out as a charity CD. Now, I just want to say that if that did happen, we'd give it to someone first to absolutely produce the shit out of it. They would absolutely mix it up and it wouldn't go out like oh that'd have to do so much work anyway yeah like like I said in that message too if I I honestly thought this was ever on the cards about it being put out I'd have tried a lot harder (laughs) yeah Um, so Chris did you want to say anything about what you just heard well it, it's a hard choice. I think, as as Superhands would say, they both invoke a powerful sense of dread. Um, <laughs> for completely different reasons. For completely different reasons, yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really, yeah, apart from that, I'm lost for words. Okay. I mean, if you chose mine to go on the show, obviously I'd uh, trim it down a bit and make it end properly. But um, it's, 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 up to, it's completely up to you. you to, which one do you think would sound better in the episode? Um, I think I think we have more of a reaction to the second one. To be oh, fair, there's definitely yeah. a reaction to be had. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the gaping hole and gateway to hell. And not just called. a reaction, not just from us, from, but from different realms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, then, so the spirit door was that one, I think. Okay, okay so we're gonna. We're, so you, you, you will have heard uh, the song that me and Wayne did together. And I apologise for that. But if you want to listen to the one that I did on my own, don't know what you would. But you're gonna have to pay for that. Which isn't an incentive to go on our Patreon, to be honest, if I'm being honest. Which is probably why we only have five Patreons and one of them being me. Yeah, but yeah, okay, so yeah, that, let's work past that section now, Wayne. Let's move on quickly, Jesus. Right, we're finished with the intense cycle genre musical challenge mode go, but we do have to choose an, uh, a genre for next time, Rich. Okay, so choose a letter, please, uh, Chris. Uh, a letter, um... F. 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 F for holy fuck. Where are you, where are you from, Chris? Cheshire, uh, Cheshire is where I'm from, but I'm speaking to you from Manchester. That's where I live now, as of a couple of years back. Okay. Right, we have we have two pages of Fs. So, page one or page two, Chris? Uh, page two. Page two, right. It's a full page. So, choose between, well, I'd say one and about 30. So, number between one and 30. Let's go 22. 22. Ooh, okay. So for episode 19, we're going to be exploring the music of French house. So it's exactly what it says it is. It's, it's house music produced by French artists. Uh, that's, that's, all, that's all that's got written down here. So, so it's uh, like a bungalow that smells of garlic and frogs. <laughs> <laughs> all of the stereotypes you could possibly manage for the French people <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so on the next episode we're going to be talking about French house up for that okay. Rich up for having a go at that I've got no choice I'm going to yeah. try and find an artist that does it first but um, yeah I mean house music's a piece of piss anyway I can I can do I can, I can, I can easily produce three unique house tracks a day if I wanted to but um, yeah I can't imagine French house being much different to any other kind of I'm probably completely fucking wrong and I'm going to be surprised but well you've got a you've got a rap in French to won't it well, it's house music oh, you don't usually have, house music doesn't usually come with lyrics well you could put a few uh, you could put a few over in French can't you it, house music with intergalactic okay yeah, so on the next episode, tune in, we'll be doing French House. And on that uh, note, we'll be now moving on to the history section of the show. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Episode 18 of... Uh, the history section of the show, the uh, the I don't know much about history. Pull up a rug, pull up a chair, and uh, get settled in as we uh, talk about songs from the past. And on episode 18, we'll be talking uh, about, this is subtitled, Beware the Troll. Uh, and this is, yeah, as in internet trolls, you know, uh, songs that are used against trolls on the internet. So we're going to be talking about Edward Kill and uh, his song, I, I Am Glad Because I'm Finally Returning Back Home, a.k.a. Trollalol. Now, 
Edward Kill was a celebrated Soviet-era performer uh, and was named Honoured Artist of the USSR. Uh, after a torrid childhood, uh, Kill uh, he graduated the Leningrad Conservatory in 1960 and had a various lead operatic roles including Figaro in The Marriage of Figaro. After falling in love with pop music he entered and won the all-Russian competition for performers and, and after this he went on to win and received many accolades including the Order of the Red Banner of Labour and the People's Artist of the RSFSR. Uh, in his career he toured over 80 countries uh, before singing, uh, before his singer career uh, started to fade in the 90s. So uh, here is Edward Kill with his song, I'm glad because I'm finally returning back home. Edward Kill with I'm not even sure I say, say his name K-H-I-L Kill uh, with this song I am glad because I'm finally returning back home now on October 26 2009 a video clip was uploaded to YouTube by a user called Real Papa Pit the video was 
for Edward Killzone, I'm very glad to finally be returning back home. Uh, the video was later renamed Mr. Trollolol Original Upload and received 26 million views. Uh, this video is one of the famous bait and switch media clips, this being used to mislead and dupe people into clicking them and viewing something unintended. We've all been rickrolled, I'm pretty sure every single one of us has been rickrolled at some point. It's trolling, that's what it is. It's you know, somebody being horrible to you or somebody being horrible on the internet, you send them either the troll face, you know, the one with the big chin, or you can send <laughs> them this or Rickroll or something like that. Um, I did try and find out where he knew this song, this real Papa Pit, where he knew this song from, but I couldn't find anything on it. I'm guessing that he, you know, he stumbled across it or his family knew this song because it was very big in the USSR. Um, so I'm guessing that's where it came from, but I couldn't find... I should really like list all the places that I've, I've done my information because none of this has come from YouTube, uh, uh, Wikipedia for a change, uh, but I'm useless at that sort of thing. So I couldn't find it. So that's one of the things I was a bit upset about because I would like to have now to tell you why he chose this song, other than the fact he does say tra la 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 which is, you know, it's very on the nose and I, I do like it a lot. Um, yeah, it's a fun little song and I like the reason why it's used to, to piss these horrible bastards off on the internet. Other than that, it's just that, that little song, isn't it, Rich? What do you think? It was clearly written in an age before the internet, so it wouldn't have been created for that. No. I heard... I don't know if it's true, but I heard that it was created because back in the USSR, obviously it was communist Russia and you had state propaganda and you could only watch what Russia wanted you to watch. And they were like North Korea, they want you to believe what they want you to believe and they didn't want other messages coming in. So music was very regulated and that's the reason there's no lyrics because they weren't allowed that kind of thing. Uh, that, that's what, whether that's true, that might have been more propaganda it, from America. It got, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like that could be the thing, and definitely because of the name of the song, I'm very glad to be, yeah, because I'm finally returning back home. You know, that is such a propaganda thing. Come back to Mother Russia, come back to, you know, sort of things. So definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris? Yeah, um, <laughs> this, I've put a <laughs> smile back on my face immediately after when I heard this song, because, it, yeah, like you said, earlier it's just such a classic youtube early internet history <laughs> that's what i associated with and uh yeah i can't unassociate it from that but it's really interesting that it came from that era of um of russia and uh and uh, fascinating that it might have been uh, that they weren't allowed to sing lyrics uh, yeah. at that time. I don't want to uh, say they weren't allowed to sing lyrics because I don't. That doesn't seem it didn't right. Have to be, like state but, approved, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't right. Okay. So what I love about have you seen the video for this? Yeah, he's on like a stage, isn't he? It reminds me of if Mr. Bean did music. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's like on the Max Bygrave show or like Generation Game is it and now to end the show we've got Edward Kill and his song and he comes walking out in that I fantastic love, tan brown yeah. suit I love the way how he's when he's singing it he's not singing any words there's no story there but as he's singing it his face is telling the story his face is Put, he's pulling faces as if each word he's saying something specific it's it's, it's so so fucking strange like so weird <laughs> yeah well but um it's own. well funny you should say that because the CIA actually watched this video and they interpreted his face and it said for fuck's sake please get me and my family out of Russia because this place is fucking crazy <laughs> didn't say that at all I'm just making all that up <laughs> uh, Wayne and I worked at a, in a factory some time ago uh, making furniture and shit and uh 
I don't know if you remember this one. I don't know if you, you, she worked in a completely different area. But one day we found on YouTube uh, a friend of mine called Ben, because he was working with me. We found a 10 hour loop of this and we and we put and we put it on over the uh, over the radio we absolutely pissed everyone off of this I, I all day that, we yeah. literally played it all fucking day i pissed myself <laughs> off by the end of the day wow that's dedication <laughs> good times rest, rest in peace ultra furniture oh i miss that place <laughs> yeah so yeah, that that's uh, yeah, that's in, uh, interesting. Interesting uh, history section, Wayne. Another interesting yes. history section. Uh, mm. We'll go for next week's. Um, I'm struggling on the title, the title of this, so I'm just going to go with this one. I'm going to go. Oopsie, and we'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm not going to hazard a guess, but I can't wait. <laughs> uh, mm. So yeah, so join us uh, next time to find out what that's all about. And now we'll finish up with the end of the show with the artist spotlight. Here we are, people. We are at the last section of the show, and we're here with Chris, who's been with us all uh, all evening, who's been joining in and enjoying all the well, hopefully enjoying all the banter. Thanks. And for clearly, has doing. lots of patience. <laughs> lots and lots <laughs> of patience. Yes, I really enjoy. <laughs> we do this shit all the time, so we we know we know. So yeah. So Chris, welcome along. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed joining in the games and everything like that, and hearing. Uh, well, it's been quite an eclectic evening of music, I'd say. That's pretty much, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. But yeah, so um, like I said before, Chris, tell us all about you. How did you get into music? Let's start that. Um, yeah, so I got into, I, I, I kind of learned guitar at quite a young age, but I didn't really start writing songs till I, until I um, discovered uh, sort of artists like Bob Dylan, uh, Randy Newman, uh, when I was a teenager and I started really getting into lyrics. I struggled to write songs about myself. <laughs> I'm not uh, someone who does that easily, so I decided to write songs that were sort of character-based, storytelling songs, um, and then I kind of uh, was writing that those for a few years kind of writing demos and that kind of thing and then got out performing live and realized that some of the best stuff that i did was um stuff that was sort of had a satirical edge to it and a bit of humor in it and um i noticed quite quickly people responded really well to that uh, really enjoying laughing along to the songs so i kind of ran with it and um yeah, six or seven years later, I've released uh, a few EPs um, and a live album and uh, I've recorded with a full band and I released a lot of uh, studio recordings of, of my stuff. Uh, they all tend to be, um, yeah, about certain characters that I've observed in uh, everyday life or not not overly political satire but just kind of social commentary stuff yeah and that so that that's the kind of music that I do but I'm quite influenced by Bob Dylan the Beatles as you heard earlier so some kind of classic rock uh, sound to the music as well it's um, uh, with a little little dabble of folk as well lovely lovely so the satirical edge where do you reckon that that sort of comes from in your writing then um i think i think it's partially because i'm a bit of a cynical person anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah exactly i feel very at home on this podcast um but uh, it's it's partially that and then also uh i've i absolutely love old school comedy like monty python and that kind of thing uh, eric idol's songs and kind of old like loud and wainwright songs and i mentioned him earlier randy newman as well they all have those songs that really in, like intelligent sort of lyrics and very character based and i love 
writing songs that have a bit of a, a story to them. They're the ones that I personally find that I'm pulled into, like the, the dream song early that we were listening to. That They kind of pull me in because uh, I, I love a bit of a narrative in a song that speaks to you and you can relate to and um, takes you on a bit of a journey. So I think that's really where the humour and the satirical side of, of writing came in for me. I just just enjoyed writing something that had a story to it. You mentioned, so you're obviously a singer-songwriter. So most of the time it's just you and acoustic guitar singing in pubs and clubs and whatnot I dare say yeah it is mostly um, and I find that's really worked for me over the years because if I'm performing with an acoustic guitar especially with my material that's quite stop start and it's uh, it requires a bit of you know back and forth from the audience sometimes or like stopping the song to make a gag or like uh, it's quite you know it's got moments of live stand-up comedy about it so it really helps to have full control over what's happening on stage so when it's just me and an acoustic guitar that's it's quite nice it's been a good way to to operate but every now and again I do like to play with a full band because a lot of the studio tracks that I've released on Spotify are a full band kind of interpretation of the songs so uh it's nice to do that on occasion i've done I've done them for album launches and ep launches and uh in the future i'd love to take them on tour as well um but uh yeah we'll we'll see for the future but um i do love playing playing solo as well there's something about that that makes your interaction with an audience so much more personal and uh more like a conversation if it's just you and uh you know a small intimate crowd seated crowd often it's really nice to to have it be a bit of a, a conversation between artist and audience, I find. Going back to the band situation, is it is it to do with the song? If you think a song needs sort of more than just you and the guitar, is that why you bring the band in? Or is it just down to preference and you feel like, oh, I want to do stuff with the band? Is it like is it is it serving the song or is it just a preference that you like to do occasionally? Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both, actually. Um, I, I mean, like I say, I am very much influenced by the Beatles and Bob Dylan and all those kind of uh, artists who, Bob Dylan especially, would bring in the band for the this, this studio stuff. And um, yeah, I think there's part of me, whenever I'm writing a song, hears, I hear the band around me playing what I would imagine that, that they would be playing in. Uh, and uh, so I like to release it with a full band when, I, when it comes to Spotify and, and SoundCloud and, and sort of radio releases and everything like that. And it's also from a practical standpoint, it's easier to tour as a solo artist at my level, especially in an independent level. It's easier to tour as a solo singer-songwriter than it is with a full band. So there's partly that as well, but... I do find that you've got more ability to change things live on stage if it's just you performing with the mm. guitar. So a bit of both, like you say. I think it does serve the song to hear, have a, a full band version. Uh, sometimes it, it's, it catches the ear a little bit more, I think, for, for audiences if they hear something like that on the radio than, a, than an acoustic track. So you were saying about Spotify and you've launched some EPs and some live albums. Have you got an album in the works now? Is, is, is that what you're working towards or have you dropped one recently? Um, so I've actually, I, I put a live album out in 2018, which was a really fun way to, to capture what I was doing on stage, like I've just described. And I've put an EP out earlier this year. That's my, my latest release. Um, but as for the, the, the future, I'm looking at trying to get a, a full studio album, um, together in the future i think because uh yeah everybody wants that <laughs> debut album feeling um and uh yeah i, w I would definitely like to it it's something in the works that i'd like to do i've just started working with a studio called green velvet studios in in manchester 
and um, we had a really good kind of working relationship. So I hope that maybe I can go back to them and and, and uh, bring a, an album project uh, to them in the in the future. I'm kind of writing songs at the moment and uh, seeing where it takes me. Really. So uh, the rest of the year, what's that looking like for your gigs, wise? Well, uh, I've got a little tour in November. I'm touring with. Um, chap called thomas benjamin wild esquire which is quite a mouthful to say uh but he's a he's a banjolele artist which again harking back to that george form the, the um, the no more fucks to give that's him yeah yeah, yeah. that's him uh it's it that was his viral hit and uh, so uh, we've been um, uh, collaborating a bit this year and he kind of writes similar stuff to to what i do so um we're doing a tour together. We're doing six dates across across England, pretty much. <laughs> Sadly, for the rest of the UK, UK, uh, we're doing um, Nottingham, Brighton, and uh, Ipswich, Manchester, Chester, Liverpool in November. So that's the next thing that I'll be doing imminently. And then I've got a, a little World Cup song coming out very soon. And then, uh, yeah, and then look into 2023. Really, after that, I'll be uh, kind of making plans for another tour that's. Uh, I'm going to be announcing in the spring. Lovely. Busy, busy. Good to be busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of out of questions, Rich. Have you got anything uh, you'd like to ask Chris? Not really. You've pretty much covered it all. We were supposed <laughs> to have that guy on the uh, podcast some time ago. The no more ago, to give, was, yeah. yeah. But, uh, we, Pre-pandemic, I think, mate, that was. <laughs> not oh, sure really? what happened. I'm not sure what happened, but it never came off. Oh, I'll mention yeah. it to him. <laughs> yeah, we'd be happy to have him on the podcast. He seems like a good, uh, funny character, so I think he'd get on well. Maybe get you both on at the same time. That'd be brilliant, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, we'd be happy I mean, to do that. So that uh, the song great. you're bringing tonight, Chris, uh, what are you bringing for us? Um, so uh, I thought it would only be appropriate to bring along the new World Cup song that I mentioned. This is, uh, this is a song that I kind of... I did a parody of Three Lions last year when the Euros was on because I really noticed that there were a lot of... Because England did so well, there were a lot of, let's say in inverted commas, new football fans that suddenly appeared out of nowhere just when we reached the final. And suddenly you're looking around yourself (laughs) at the pub thinking, I didn't think you liked football. Like, what? And then suddenly down the front with uh, pints in hand and uh, loving life and uh, going absolutely nuts. And you're thinking, oh, well, never... (laughs) <laughs> never seen a game before now have you they tell um, you all about the game and uh, why this person's no good and why that person's no good yeah, exactly, and they've yeah. ne- they've never watched a game in their life before now suddenly they're a fucking expert very opinionated all of a sudden yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, but equally um, trying to hide their cluelessness um, which is really funny to watch and I just kind of, to be honest as well I do find that happens a lot when the World Cup's on uh, and I'm guilty of it myself I'm not the biggest football fan I do follow a bit but again when the World Cup's on I get really into it and I just think it's really funny how in this country we, we get really uh, really into the World Cup all of a sudden so I wanted to write a song about that really the sort of uh, inverted commas again glory supporters who jump in at the last minute to to, to be part of the fun um, so I uh, wrote this song called This Is The One it'll be out on the 20th of October I'm not sure when we're posting this uh, episode but uh, it'll probably be out by the time um, yeah, we're chatting now it. so um, yeah um, it's uh, going to be hopefully a new little anthem for England <laughs> excellent excellent uh, and we're going to round up the show now uh, and we'll finish off by playing that song I just want to say thanks everybody for sticking around massive thanks to you Chris thanks for sticking with us and, uh, and joining in and just being part of the team it's been lots of fun having you on oh pleasure thanks so much for having me and Richie always a pleasure with you my dear boy 
Yes, thank you, Wayne. Uh, job well done. Thank you. We've managed it to the end, mate. We've, we got we there. Did. We, broke, we did. We did. We've, we've, we've done it this time. Yeah. We've, we've got a whole episode. So I've yeah. got my arms raised in the air, and we've done it. That's it. We're, we're at the end. You even you even won the episode. I won the quiz. All's forgiven. Jobs are good. And uh, Chris forgot to ask, uh, where can people find you all over the internet? Um, so you can find me at chrisTavener.co.uk. I'll spell that because there's lots of misspellings. It's T A V e-n-e-r uh, chrisdavener.co.uk and you can find me with that name Chris Davener on, on YouTube Facebook Instagram and even TikTok uh, I have all sorts of stuff online and uh, yeah I have a few EPs out and a live album too if you want to find us you can find us at uh, yhhtmpc.com over there That we you'll find everything we do you'll find all the podcasts all the blogs everything to do with music some other random podcasts over there as well if you want to send in your music and be part of what we do you can send your music and your EPKs into info at yhhtmpc.com over there a member of the team will take a listen to your music and we'll maybe give you a place on the show or somewhere on the on a blog or there's lots of stuff going on uh, go check out the side b episodes that's all about the independent artists it's not as entertaining as this side but it's still good you get to listen to some good new music and that's pretty much it support us on patreon please because i've just had to buy a new fucking computer and i've got no money and this thing this whole thing is costing me a fortune so yeah if you want to support us on patreon you can do that and there'll be some benefits over there also and we'll love you forever and you can join our members area and then you can post all your music over there and we'll carry on supporting you and shit so yeah we're done we're going i'm done thank you chris thank you wayne and until next time i have been richie I have been Wayne. And our guest has been... Chris Tavener. And I've been the great and almighty Austin. Thanks for listening, if indeed you still are. I didn't want to watch it this year I didn't want to get sucked in But now I'm skipping work for every England match Screaming when we win And I told my friends I was not intrigued But I'm caught feeling shirtless now With bunting round my head Like a glorious crown Well everybody tried to convince me When they put the TV on I'm sure I said I just don't care But suddenly it's all that I want this is the one, this is the one Raising up the jewels we made Singing from the Cornish coast to Whitley Bay This is the one, this is the one It's the only thing I believe in It's gonna make me proud of where I'm from Hope isn't gone, England come on This is the one I thought I wouldn't cry this time I've declared my love for this England team On a cardboard sign And I told myself I was staying cool When I booked to get a face tattoo Cause now it's our turn, lads Getting all the way through At times it can be hard to imagine 
have to wait this long I know I'm not a football god But no one's gonna tell me I'm wrong Cause this is the one, this is the one Raising up the jewels we made Singing from the Cornish coast to Whitley Bay fade out you know the fade out started to come back in a lot more there was a point where people stopped fading out and music just stopped but it's coming back in again the production on that on your music is phenomenal who does the production for you oh thanks um yeah it's uh i recorded at a place called green velvet studios in manchester and um it was uh, mastered elsewhere, but uh, yeah, the name escapes me, the guy who mastered it. But yeah, they, they did most of the production. They did the mixing as well. So, And all, all yeah. the bell sounds and whistles, were they all your ideas? Cause I heard like the, the clang, the, was it a clanger type thing that you spin around uh, at the a rattle. rattle whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, things like that in there. Were they all your, like all the sounds and all that stuff was was that all your idea or did the producer uh, yeah it, i mean it was quite collaborative to be fair as well in the studio we were chucking a little different ideas of stuff we wanted to do um the rattle especially was was like something the percussion guy brought in and we were like yeah we have to have that and like there's a there's the um percussion doing the doon 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 england <laughs> like beat halfway through it as well we just wanted to chuck in, chuck in a few kind of like football tropes i guess yeah in there and they, you say you put a percussion guy was is it like a session player so he's not someone you actually knew uh yeah it was a guy that i'd known for a few years uh called dan weeb and uh he's um he's a really good percussionist uh and drummer from up here in manchester he, he does an awful lot of drumming for different projects so um yeah, it was someone in the studio brought in, but uh, I've actually, uh, I've known him for a few years as well on the Manchester music circuit. Mm. I always say that when people ask me about what I play, when I play an instrument, I always say I'm a percussionist. It makes me sound more, uh, less like a mo- less like a monkey than saying I'm a drummer. <laughs> mm. But yeah, great song, love that a lot. And obviously we'll leave uh, all the links and everything to you in the show notes. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 